It's been two years of doing a van life and uh, ended up ultimately just chasing the freedom. Third Floor Views with Ayla and Eva, where we explore life in our 30s. Uncut and unpredictable. Expect stories, insights, and laughs. Real talk and straight from the heart. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you, Eva? Yeah, really good. Excited for this episode today because, yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited about the launch and we hope you all really enjoyed our first episode. And yeah, we thought today we'll just uh, dive right into a proper introduction to both of us, just telling you guys a little bit about our story, how, yeah, how we ended up living nomadically. Alita, how did you end up living in a van? You want to tell us a bit more about that? Yes, yes, can do. So it's uh, it's been two years of doing a van life and uh, ended up ultimately just chasing the freedom. Um, um, I can actually tell you the exact story how I even learned or discovered van life concept. It was about six years from now. We were on a holiday in Spain, on a climbing holiday, and we noticed so many vans parked up next to each other. The music was playing, everybody was sharing the food, and I was just like, oh my God, what is this lifestyle? Everybody mm. looked so happy, so free. <laughs> and then I instantly looked at Tom and we both knew that's what we want. Um, so at the very same day, we went home into our Airbnb and started planning how we can make this happen financially. Like what would oh, need to happen? That's so cool. Yeah, we, we 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 never seen this before because it wasn't a thing on social media. You know, like now is we just we got to see we got to meet those people van lifers and we just were so impressed. Yeah, we then it took us four years to get to it actually because we. Although we met a lot of other van lifers and we saw the biggest problems they struggled with is if they save enough for like a year to travel around, they still need to go back home a year later and get back to their works. And they also often felt really down because they missed the traveling so much. Mm. So we knew that's not what we want to do. We didn't want it to limit us within a year. So we decided we need to save enough money so we can... <laughs> buy a house so then we can rent it <laughs> while we while we're traveling in the van so then we have an income if we need to and that's exactly what we did it took us four years we saved every penny we bought a house we're now renting it out and we've been on the road for the past four years but also i think our plan kind of got even better because COVID sadly happened, but our work became remote. So not that not only we didn't need to have so much savings anymore, because we, we could just work from the road because we're both contractors. So yeah, and that's exactly how what we did. We're both working full time while traveling. So we don't need to have savings and we didn't need to go back home after one year. That's so smart with uh, like buying a house, right? Such a, I guess then such a good investment for like a passive income. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, currently, it's kind of like, I wouldn't call that like a, a huge passive income. It's just like a couple of hundred euros. But um, in the long term, we made a very smart investment because the, we bought it before COVID. So the prices were really, really low. Now looking at mm -hmm. it, when we evaluated our house two years ago, it's double in price. So we know we yeah, made amazing. a smart decision. Yeah. And we bought like a new build. Yeah. So we happy with that. We haven't met many other van lifers who are very comfortable financially. Um, not 
not to brag mm. about it, but um, <laughs> it feels really nice, you know, to have these backup options like Thomas is working, I'm working, we also have a house. Not that we ever planning to go back to that house was always our investment so we could do this van life. We always knew we we're going to rent it. So smart. Yeah. And you just, uh, just to um, tell our listeners here, you're, you're from Lithuania, right? But you lived for a really long time in the UK. Yeah. So I'm from Lithuania and I moved in the UK in my early twenties. I lived there for 14 or 13 years. I stopped counting. So long enough to realize that I think I'm done with the UK as much as it gave me, as much as I liked it. I kind of wanted to chase something else, uh, better weather, sunshine, perhaps. And that's what we did. We're not, we don't have any plans to go back to UK though. Yeah. Yeah. The better, the better weather is yeah. like such a big factor, right? Huge, for me. huge. Because now we're in Lithuania, we've been here resting for a month and it's winter. Obviously it's Well, today's first of March, but it's so miserable. Like spending two years in the sun, chasing the sunshine was such a nice adventure looking back because now I'm stuck in this gray sky. Like it really affects my mood. Mm, yeah, I bet. I mean, I've been, I've been skipping winters for quite a while now and I do not regret it at all, to be honest. Okay. Tell me, tell, tell me everything. I actually, I have so many questions for you. Tell me how you decided to backpack for South Asia and why South Asia and how much, what was your plan financially? I want to know, like, what did you do to be able to sustain this for so long? I fell in love with Thailand exactly Two, uh, two years ago, 10 years ago. Wow. So 10 years ago, I went on my very first backpacking trip with my sister and we did like a classic four weeks in Thailand, going to the south, going to the north, like very like typical. That was like my first ever like real backpacking trip. And it was my first time ever in like Southeast Asia or any other continent besides the US because I lived in the US for a year when I was 16. I did like a high school exchange year. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Also like amazing experience. I mean, I would always do it again. I bet it's very different now with all social media, WhatsApp, whatever, you know, when I was there in 2004. I mean, it's like wow, such a yeah. long time ago. Long time ago. Um, that makes me feel had, old. <laughs> yeah, I had chats. I had chats with my family on the landline, like perhaps once a month, probably not even, maybe like once a quarter because it was also really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was that. So Asia, Southeast Asia was like first time ever 10 years ago and I absolutely totally fell in love with it. The food, I think I was already, I think I was already vegetarian back then. I don't know if I was vegan, but it's like the, like the food culture is just so friendly for veggie food and now also being vegan because you find tofu everywhere and like tons of veggies. So it's really nice. And yeah, so I've been always kind of going back to Thailand for like shorter trips, longer trips, like so <laughs> I always end up here. And then I was my last job, I was working in a software company. And I guess, as also you said, COVID, I mean, COVID really sucked, but COVID was also such a um, good time to save money because Chris and I, we were living in a two room apartment. I mean, that was like the worst winter ever. This like 2020, 2021 winter where we were both working from home, one in the living room, one in the bedroom, because, you know, those were yeah. the two rooms. I already had uh, planned like an actual sabbatical. So that's like something 
getting more and like more and more common in Germany that you take away some of your salary and you kind of like save it through your employer and then you potentially leave for like half a year travel and then you will get like a salary like oh. continuing through that travel time so I actually had that in place so I already knew I was going to travel from like end of 2021 because I mean it did look like mm -hmm. things countries will open up more again and so on But then in my old company, like a lot of things changed drastically in the in the beginning of of 2000. Yeah, what was that? 21 then. My team lead quit. A lot of yeah. like a lot changed. You know, you know how it is. If you get like a new manager, the manager sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> If you're in the corporate world. Oh, God, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got a new manager and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then I honestly just kind of like, I really checked my finances. I mean, I do have a finance and accounting background because this is what I studied. I guess I've always been like really good with numbers and like um, saving like a lot of money for myself. So yeah, just kind of checked, okay, can I can I survive if I like quit now, like quit in in the summer instead of like waiting until the end of the year? And that's what I did. So I resigned in, in April 21. And then I left the company in the summer of 21. And then we actually, yeah, then we packed, but we actually decided to sublease our apartment first. So we, yeah, we went on like a 10 months trip, had the apartment subleased and met so many inspiring people while, <laughs> while we were in Thailand during that winter. Because mm -hmm. Thailand was actually the only country that was open in Southeast Asia during that time because it was still COVID and it was still pandemic. And I guess for us, it was the most incredible time to be in Thailand because oh. everything was so empty. Like, I mean, Thailand is a mass tourism country. And, you know, I've, I saw Phuket like more or less empty. I saw these like beaches that are normally just packed, like Maya Bay and whatever, you name it, all these really famous places. So it was very... It was very special to be in Thailand during that time. And then, yeah, we went back and basically just decided right after we were back, okay, I think. Went back to Germany. Went back to Germany after 10 months. Yeah. Circle back a little. When you, so you is, because there are so many not answer questions and so much I didn't know. Okay, so your original plan was to go travel for 10 months and then go back to Germany. And then only when you went back to Germany, just then you realize like, shit, I don't want to be here. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think we already realized it while we were on that trip in, in Asia, because that's the thing, you know, you meet others who are already on this like nomad path and they, they were telling you, oh, I earn money with this and I earn money with this. And oh, there's like, you know, you can optimize your taxes. Like you, you meet like so many like really interesting and inspiring people. And then you start like your brain starts like rolling <laughs> and it's like so many doors open up. You realize, yeah, you learn so much. Okay, go on. Yeah. And then I guess, yeah, we, we went back in, in May actually. So after like roughly seven months, but then we still had a car back then. So we went on like a little road trip through Slovenia, Montenegro and Croatia. Well, between Slovenia and Croatia first. But yeah, that was like roughly a month. And then we came back in July. That's that's when we um, handed in our cancellation letter for the apartment. Like, uh, I mean, in Germany, it's all 
everything has to be, of course, super official. Wow. So you hand in like a handwritten note, mm -hmm. almost handwritten note, like, you know, printed out, signed to your landlord. So that's when we decided to really like give up everything. So we quit the apartment. And you still had enough savings to continue to do so without working. Wow. We did. So I was, well, let's say I was lucky during the time I was in Germany, I got unemployment money. I was still part of like the German social security system. So of course, that really helped during these uh, few mm -hmm. months when, when, we, when we came back from that road trip. Chris was actually working in a new job for a few months. So he, he applied for jobs again and he started a new job. So he was just doing that for a few months, but it was good to like save up some more money. And then we sold everything. So we sold the car, we sold all the furniture. In Germany, there's, you know, so much about Germany, like Germany specific things here, but, but German apartments, like I would say 90% do not have kitchens, like kitchens installed. Yeah. You move into a rental, rental. We're talking about rental apartments. I already know what you're going to say. You're going to say you, you have to buy everything yourself. No way. You have to buy a kitchen. So when I moved, I, I already had that twice. Yeah. My apartment in Berlin, I had to buy a kitchen. And then you kind of have to force the person who moves in afterwards to like take it over and buy it. I mean, that's kind of like the process. How much money are we talking about, Eva? How much money does it cost to buy a kitchen? We're talking about all appliances like fridge, tables, everything. Or yeah, what? we're talking about just the cupboards and everything, right? Shit. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. I didn't even have a stove. What is the logic in this? I have no idea. Chris and I have been like trying to figure out what the logic is. I'd, I had, I don't have an answer for it. I was lucky the apartment in Munich because I moved in there first. Um, and then Chris and I became a couple and then he moved in afterwards. So I luckily found like a really nice used kitchen before which was like in great conditions mm -hmm. i sold it for mm -hmm. like two and a half thousand or something i don't remember or two thousand that's a lot of money to have and you're moving around yeah it's crazy so if you move in you build your kitchen you spend a couple of grand on that and then as you're giving your notice and you want to move out a person doesn't like your kitchen so why are you supposed to pack it away But you're taking apart everything with you or what are you doing? I don't know. I think then you're just really screwed, to be honest. Um, I, I, mm -hmm. I luckily never had that situation yet. So in Berlin, the person who took over my apartment when I left Berlin bought the kitchen because... I mean, but of course, you will always lose money because, I mean, even if you buy a kitchen new, you can't sell it. Yeah, you can't sell it for like the exact same price. I don't understand why landlords is not just buying it but okay let's just leave this nonsense subject alone and let's continue yeah let's let's continue with your with your backpacking where did we left yeah so i guess yeah we just sold everything i think i made more than a grand just with like selling shoes clothing i i honestly during that time i was running like a part-time e-commerce <laughs> shop <laughs> Because you know Vinted, right? You know the platform Vinted. It's very popular in Germany. And I sold so many items on Vinted. And I basically went to the post office probably three times a week with like three to four packages. Yeah, it was crazy. But I did make quite some decent money with um, with selling everything, selling also, of course, furniture, 
sold plants. I mean, can you believe it? We sold plants, but you know, we were such plant freaks. I almost want to call it. I can relate to this. We had, I think we counted once, I think we had 60 plants in our apartment and a 50 square apartment, right? So we basically lived in a jungle. Love that. I can see why you end up in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love plants. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess it was just in a way really lucky. We were lucky to save up a lot of money, but I'm also really, I'm, I think I'm really good with money and like budgeting. So it's, and then selling, selling everything. I wanted to ask you, how much more can you keep going from those savings? Do you still live off them? We still, yeah, yeah. Chris freelances, uh, and I'm, I'm still like living off them. Of course, it's also time to, to earn money. Can't like no. live off my savings forever, right? Nice. What's the plan for 2024 for you? What's the plan? Um, yeah. So we're in Indonesia now. We're staying here until I think it's like mid May. So we're on Bali now. We're staying here for a bit longer. And then we're going to go to the neighboring island, which is called Lombok. Uh, I've been there before. It's a beautiful island and has like really, really pretty beaches. Way prettier than the ones on Bali, by the way. <laughs> ah, don't get those all those secrets out. Keep it to yourself, something. <laughs> yeah, keep it to myself, huh? <laughs> yeah, and then flying back to Berlin. Then I'm going to meet my nephew because my nephew was born a few months ago. I'm really excited to meet him and see my family. And then we're actually spending a month, Chris and I, we're spending a month in, in Portugal. We found a really nice Airbnb. See, so is that June? Are you spending um, a June in Portugal? Ooh, maybe, maybe... We get to see you because we we don't because uh, obviously we also still don't know our plans are very vague at this uh, moment but we're hoping to hit the road uh, by then obviously and we're thinking because the Europa because we don't want to be in the heat so it's not that far away from Portugal you know mm. I mean I guess it can also get really hot in Portugal but whenever I was there I mean I've been there in in July before, I've been there in August, I've been there in September, and even in like July and August, it it's not that hot, you know, because I mean, you know it, right? There's, you always have this like yeah. nice wind, especially I guess if you're on the West Coast. I've always only been on the on the West Coast. I'm, I'm really excited to go back. I, I love Portugal. I've spent like some really nice vacations there. And yeah, I guess then afterwards, we're, we're just visiting family, friends in Germany and Sweden. How long are you in Europe for? Probably like two and a half months. Nice. Okay. We hopefully, hopefully we'll meet and then back to South Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so jealous. Like I've been telling you this forever. South Asia is something that I'm dying to visit. But obviously with having two dogs and one of them being extremely anxious, mm. rescue dog, we're not being able to find anybody who would pet sit for him. Yeah. So we're still just dreaming one day but we counted hey if he lives another 10 years we can go in our mm. early 50s <laughs> jokes aside we do hope he's gonna live for at least 10 years but yeah um yeah hoping to see south asia one day yeah i'm sure you would love it here okay well i hope i learned a lot about you actually i yeah. this chat was good because i learned so much things that i had no idea about you yeah you learned about the kitchens in germany <laughs> the most important factor <laughs> 
Germany just keeps surprising me. Yeah, I think we need to do like uh, some Germany specific episodes here. It's there's a lot of that's an interesting thing. You know, ever since I'm in an international relationship, I've learned a lot of things about my own country that I guess thought were just normal because you grow up, you grow up in this country and you just yeah, that's just the way how things are and how things work. And then you're spending a lot of time with somebody that is not from this country <laughs> and has observed many things. And he always tells me, yeah, you don't. That's like the biggest topic <laughs> in the expat community, this, this and this. I love that. I would love that. I have a lot of topics we can talk about that expats <laughs> think are like extremely weird in Germany. <laughs> I wonder if, because it seems like me and Chris are on the same page about that there's a lot of weird things about Germans, right? I wonder if we would find weird things about each other's cultures yeah. too. But <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll find some. Because so far, I don't think Lithuania is uh, extreme on anything, to be honest. We're very content, you know? I think Swedish people are also just, they're the kindest people. And Scandinavians are just, yeah, everybody loves people from Scandinavia. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, that was such a fun chat. And um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you learned something new. I hope so too, yeah. <laughs> it was fun introducing ourselves and really excited about our upcoming topics, right? Yeah, definitely gonna be German related. Can't wait to release them. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. I'll see you on the next one. Bye. Yeah. Bye bye.